What's up, homies? We've got a super fun and exciting episode coming at you today um, where we did something that we haven't done yet on this podcast. But within this episode, we discuss a drinking game that we played uh, to go along with our movie that we're talking about today. And we thought that it might be fun to make this episode into a drinking game for you homies to enjoy if you're so inclined. Uh, So feel free to take part in our drinking game. I'm going to go ahead and tell you the rules right now. I'll also put the rules in the episode description for easy reference, but the rules are as follow. Take a sip anytime we say homies. Take two sips every time we say sloshed. Take three sips anytime I say tremors and chug your drink or take a shot when we discuss what happens to the character of Dr. Smith at the end of this movie. And by the end of the episode, if you haven't finished a drink yet, then just go ahead and chug it down when the episode ends. So yes, we hope that you homies take part in this if you'd like. If you do, please let us know how it goes. If you don't or can't drink, then this is also a great thing to play if you're trying to up your intake of water for the day. But other than that, enjoy the episode, homies, and please drink responsibly. What's up, homies? I'm Erica. (laughs) And I'm Roche. (laughs) And thank you so much for joining us today. This is the podcast for homies. (laughs) By By homies. homies. (laughs) Um, We did something a little bit different today. A A little bit. Little bit. We were feeling... Okay, so... Let me preface this. <laughs> this is an idea. This is an idea that I had um, basically like right, almost right when we started the podcast. I was like, okay, I think we should do an, a drunk, quote unquote, drunk episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we said, yeah, yeah, we're going to table it. And we did. We've gotten through Black, we went through Black History Month. We are so pleased with the way that things went. It's March now. And I said, so remember that table Mm -hmm. that we had put that episode on? I think it's time to revisit that. But, but we had to pick, we had to pick a good movie to do it for. Yes. Like, we couldn't just, we couldn't just do this kind of episode with any movie. Like, it had to be the right movie. True, which is another reason I feel like we waited. The vibe had to come correct. Mm-hmm. So I had seen a movie a while ago called Grabbers, and I said, huh, that looks interesting because I read the synopsis and it said something about drunk people. And I was like, what's up? And so when this came back, I was like, let's take a look at that again. And guys, it's the perfect movie <laughs> for this. It was perfect. Everything aligned. The stars, the moon, the sun, 
the planets. <laughs> Everything was like, drink, homies. The cosmos Tonight. came together. It was ready for this moment. This one, one drunken blip in podcasting history when the homies of horror tackled the fantastic drinking movie <laughs> that is Grabbers. It, <laughs> it was perfect. And also, first of all, okay, so <laughs> let me think. Let me put my words, let me put my words in order. Okay. So, first of all, we don't normally drink when we do our episodes. No. I don't think we've ever really drank, uh, besides um, our New Year's extravaganza. Yeah, we drank that time. And our holiday homies hour. Those are the only but, times that we've But even then, been like, that was like casual social drinking. Like, we, yeah, we yeah, lightly yeah. drank for those episodes. This. Just, just a sip. This, this is different. Sip. This is, this is a different episode. Yeah. Today we've been we've been drinking. Mm-hmm. We've been drinking. <laughs> and also we did our like viewing process a little bit differently. Normally what we do is we will separately watch the movies, get our notes together, and then when we come to record, that's the first time that we discuss I got a burp. <laughs> okay so normally (laughs) normally we watch the movie separately get our notes together when we come together that's the first time that we're discussing the movies um so neither one of us really know how we feel about the movies it's kind of like a brand new thing for both Mm -hmm. of us but for this movie (laughs) we we were like how are we gonna how are we gonna do this so we decided we wanted to do a drinking game of sorts whilst watching the movie so we hopped into discord we watched the movie together while also doing a drinking game and we would like to put you homies on to the drinking because game it works in case because <laughs> do, boy, boy does it work let me tell you something the point that we're at right now, I just unbuttoned my pants before we started because I said, this isn't going to work. I need this to breathe. I need to be free. Um, we are um, two shots in, at least three beers. At least. In. At least. Three and some change at this point. <laughs> three and a couple. Yeah. Three and some cents. Um, so, but we wanted to like give you guys what our drinking game was so that if you haven't watched this movie yet when you do watch it if you decide you want to play this game power to you if you've already watched it and you want to play this game still great um but basically okay so there's two versions of this game we've come to discover the version that we played that i think gets you at like a comfortable (laughs) a comfortable drunkness is one shot at the very beginning of the movie, drink from your beer, cocktail, whatever, drink from that every single time a character in the movie drinks, and then second shot, about halfway through the movie, we, um, yeah, yeah, right? Like, it was about halfway through the movie we took our yeah, second shot. Yeah, we based ours on the rain. And when we get into when we get into the movie, you'll understand why that was the moment that we took the second shot. But just know for our specific yeah. drinking game, we did one at the beginning, 
we took a sip every time somebody in the movie took a sip and then we took another Mm -hmm. shot right around the time it started raining in this movie yes now the variant of this game if you'd like to get sloshed demolished as they say uh tipsy in the streets (laughs) with tom if that's where you want to go (laughs) what okay if that's what you want to (laughs) do that's what you want to do then the other version of this is that you basically whatever kind of drink the character in the movie is doing you do that so if they're taking a shot you take a shot if they're just taking a regular sip you take a sip guys there are a lot of shots in this movie i just want to put a disclaimer out if that's what you choose to do great but be forewarned that if you choose that life you gotta that's, live with that's, it you gotta live that's with the it. advanced class okay like that's the ap class mm-hmm. if you're trying to get like super sloshed be, I, I, like the main yeah. difference is like we drank very similar amounts in these two games it's mm-hmm. just one game is a little um is a little end heavier than the other one yeah and so you're going to be taking a lot of drinks in very quick succession w- oh, <laughs> with the back to back to with back. the advanced class <laughs> so you know yourself better than we do homies make sure that you're yeah. drinking responsibly but here are, these are the two versions that you can take for this particular movie yes there's expert level which we were just not prepared to do because we were like we still have to record mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah if you guys i would love to know though please try this drinking game uh it's very very fun and i will say that it makes this movie so a much lot better. of fun. <laughs> if you progressively get drunk, um, similarly to the characters in this film, I think it it adds like another fun layer of this. And uh, bonus points if you do it with friends, you know, over Zoom, over Discord, or whatever. I can't recommend that enough. Mm-hmm. I think it was a lot of fun. Um, but we are still drinking. We are still currently drinking whilst recording because uh, we can't stop, won't stop, rocking to the beat. So, yeah. so cheers to you, <laughs> homies. Um, cheers to you, homies. <laughs> enjoy the official first drunken episode of Homies of Horror. We're quite excited <laughs> to uh, bring this your way. <laughs> very very excited oh god i hope this turns out okay <laughs> there's no way of knowing right now um but homies before we get into um the movie itself what i would like to have a little chit chat about yes. is our feelings about like creature features monster movies um because this is what this movie that is what this movie is um it is a horror comedy it's kind of like a rom-com but it's i think at its at its heart it's a monster movie Mm -hmm. um so i would like to have just a quick little chat about how do you feel about those like do you enjoy them etc etc i get you i get you i feel like when it comes to monster horror movies or just like monster movies in general I feel like I, at base level, 
I really enjoyed them as a kid. Like, I think I was 100% team monster movies all throughout my younger life. And I think as I became a more jaded, um, angsty adult, um, it gets harder and harder to please me. And so monster movies have suffered because of that. Uh, I think I'm a little bit more, I'm a little bit more um, picky when it comes to my monster flicks these days because like bad CGI can ruin a movie for me at this point where it's like if the CGI ain't slapping, then like I can't, I can't, I can't jump on board. But when the movie gets it right, it hit different. It does. It definitely does. Yeah. It's. That is very true. I think that, like, CGI, a lot of the more, like, recent monster movies, uh, obviously, they rely on CGI. Mm-hmm. So I think that that can be kind of, like, a deterrent of those movies. But I will say I do enjoy them. It's funny because I don't ever really find myself, like, going out of my way to watch one. But when I catch one, I always enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like, with Monst... There's always a certain element to these movies that unnerves me and, like, does really scare me. And I think it's the element of the unknown, right? Because these monsters are not of our world and we don't know how they operate. And I think the one thing that, like, burrows into my brain (laughs) when I watch these is how does this monster kill you like mm-hmm. how does it digest you <laughs> how does it because you're you? usually you're usually eaten right that's like that's yes. how monster movies usually go is the monster usually eats you and these monsters usually eat- like whole yeah slurps you up <laughs> like a spaghetti noodle and i'm like what's going on inside of you like, yeah. like what happens is now death <laughs> Are you like, are you feeling the digestion? Like, how exactly is it happening? Like, that is, that's yes. very key. Very key. Because... It, oh, it's huge. The the worse the monster death is, I think the scarier the monster, right? Like, if it seems like getting eaten by this particular monster is, like, three times worse, then it makes the monster scary. Like, like the, like, uh, the thing, right? The thing. Oof. Mm-hmm. That's why, and I think we've discussed, maybe we discussed this on stream before, but like, uh, yeah, like things like the thing, the blob has the blob. always been very yeah, yeah, frightening yeah, yeah. to me because it's like this idea that you're like slowly burning from acid. That's what I was thinking dissolved. of. That's what I was thinking of the blob. I was thinking of the blob. But the thing, I, I, the, thing about the thing, yeah. <laughs> the thing about the thing is that you never really know how it kills you because we don't ever, we don't always get to see people become things Mm -hmm. so how they've been killed is kind of like up to our imagination yeah um well even even all the monsters that like take control of your brain or something like that like it's hard to really fathom what that would feel like you know on like a uh, on a realistic level of like something like burrowing into your brain and then taking control of you like that yeah it it's sounds just quite bad. Despicable, <laughs> deplorable, living in your brain rent free. And like, yeah, that's just the thing about it is it's we have these monsters that are otherworldly. So 
we can't we can't say what it feels like to be killed by them what it feels like to be taken over by them because we have no idea Mm -hmm. and so that's the thing that always gives me like the heebie-jeebies about these is that the deaths always seem horrific and (laughs) interestingly enough i like a couple weeks ago I went down a YouTube rabbit hole. As we as all I do. often do. We all do. We all do. Somehow, somehow I ended up watching a scene from King Kong 2005. The one with Jack Black. Pause, pause. Is it when Homeboy gets just engulfed by the worm? Is it that? Oh, <laughs> yes. Bruh. That is horrific. And I think that that's a perfect example of a creature that that death seems horrifying. If you homies have not watched that, I implore you, go ahead, look it up on YouTube. Um, it, it doesn't get, like, the plot is irrelevant. The <laughs> point of the matter is, we have this scene where our characters are dropped into this insect pit basically and there's all these different insects attacking them and one of the characters gets devoured by worms which i guess that that worm it's a large worm it's meant to be an earthworm and i guess that's what earthworms really look like if they were like enlarged but they basically look like the the tremor uh worms and they engulf this man his head one of them's on his head one of them is on his arm one of them is on his leg but the thing about it is he doesn't die right away you can still hear him screaming inside of the worm you still can hear him screaming the man was still alive Mm -hmm. he was still kicking he was still swinging the sword around Uh, something about that (laughs) like something about that image has not left my mind since I watched it a couple weeks ago. I feel like I like burrowed that memory deep into my brain. <laughs> and then YouTube was like, uh, it seems like you haven't been traumatized in a while. Could we maybe recommend King Kong, the Jack Black version? <laughs> and I naively was like, of course I want to watch this. Yes, please. It was a mistake. Yes, of course. Please play this. But yeah, so... um. It's awful, <laughs> but I think that that's a great example of why of, of why monster movies can be effective mm-hmm. because, you know, the slasher is the villain we know. Um, the, you know, even with, uh, like, even with ghosts or exorcisms or things like that, there's a certain amount of, like, oh, I kind of, I kind of know what I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, I just need to figure out more about it. But when it's a monster you've never seen before, you first of all, you don't know what it is. You have to figure out how to kill it. People, people dying from it is like a total other thing. And I think that's what I like about them is it's like the beast that we don't know yeah. is a very interesting concept. I agree. I agree with that. And like, I think the thing, but that's the thing with um, monster movies in general, right? Is Mm -hmm. the movie is 100% based on your monster. If your monster doesn't carry the movie, your movie just falls flat. Like 100% of the time, it's like if you're, if you're going in the monster movie route 
and your monster don't hit the way like we need a monster to hit if it doesn't strike fear into you just from the thought of it then it doesn't feel the same um that's the risk you take when you're making a monster movie right because an unintimidating monster is like the worst thing it's the worst thing because then you spend like an hour and a half just watching this thing that you you're never actually afraid of and it just feels like you're wasting your time um but a good a good monster flick is the opposite where it's like this creature we want to find out how this creature works because this creature is so frightening um and it's 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 hard to do it's hard it's it's hard to do especially i think now that we've seen so many monster movies to present like the new idea of a monster like you 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 gotta be trying real hard you gotta get real creative to like make people afraid um yeah i agree you have to really think outside of the box um which bring us to the movies that we're talking the movies the movie (laughs) the singular movie uh that we're talking about today is grabbers and i think one thing about this movie is it's an alien so there's a certain um aliens are hard because i think that there's a certain like uh balance you have to find because you don't want it to be like every other alien, but then at the same time, there's a certain look that people are expecting from aliens. Yeah. And so you have to find a good balance between that. Um, And I think that this movie does a good job of paying homage to previous monsters while also being its own thing. True. So uh, that's what we like to call a segue in the business, (laughs) homies. Uh, So using that, we're going to go ahead and segue into the the plot. The plot. The plot. All right. Um, Homies, I will do my best, but... (laughs) That's That's another thing. We literally just watched the movie... Like twenty minutes ago. Normally, <laughs> normally we give ourselves time in between to like prep, get the synops. You get the synopsis. We get a little bit of like mm-hmm. our lives together, and we said, "What if we cut that? <laughs> what if we didn't do that at all this well, time?" And we we wanted, just hopped in. <laughs> we wanted to capture the essence of this movie, and I think this <laughs> is the right choice. I think this yeah. particular review of this movie will be the purest review of grabbers that exists on the internet ever all right like this this is i think if you watch this movie you'll know that this movie was meant to be to be put with a drink like it was meant to be paired with a drink that's the word i was looking for this movie is meant to be paired with drinks because it knows what it's doing and it knows the kind of vibe that it gives off and we're just gonna we're just gonna go into it. We're just we're we're gonna do it, and we're gonna we're gonna do the thing. We're gonna do the gonna thing. Happen. We're gonna yeah. do we're gonna do the thing where we review the movies, and then we do the rating, and we do the thing. Yeah, hop in. The water's fine. It's actually a perfect temperature. So <laughs> hop in. All right. So we are talking about <clears throat> grabbers from 2012. So at this point, a little bit of an older movie. Weird to say but true um directed by john wright written by kevin lehan i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly and then starring richard cole as kirian o'shea 
and Ruth Bradley as Lisa Nolan. What happened? <laughs> I'm so afraid to do the synopsis right now. Oh, you've got I'm gonna, it. I'm, get, I'm doing my best. I'm going to do my best. All right. You've got it. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you can't. You can't laugh. I'm gonna screw it up if you laugh. Like I gotta be focused. I gotta be focused. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna look at you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we open up on a film of a bunch of fishermen on a boat. Suddenly, out of nowhere, there is a flame in the sky that drops into the ocean, bearing an unknown presence that we'd never seen before. The fishermen do their best to discern what just dropped in the ocean, but they die, okay? They, they die very quickly. It, they get massacred very soon in the beginning of the film. Cut to a day later. We meet two cops, Lisa and Kirian O'Shea, who are the current officers of the island of Errant? Question mark? I believe it's Errant Island. These are the two officers stationed at Errant Island who are currently in charge of all the wrongdoings that happen. Through a local fisherman named Patty, we learn that a sea monster has been found somewhere nearby at the local coast. However, when they attempt to... <laughs> you're killing it! You're absolutely... You're demolishing it! What's up? <laughs> I'm trying so hard. You're... I'm trying I'm so you. hard. You're slaying them Buffy style. <laughs> Do you remember where you left off? <laughs> Okay, okay, we got this. We got this. Woo! Oh, we Game got face this. on. All right. Uh, rewind. Back in. <clears throat> when our two officers go to investigate the local mishaps that are happening, uh, they meet Mr. Smith. We'll call him Mr. Smith, who is the local sci marine scientist uh, station. <laughs> Doctor, Doctor Smith. Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> Dr. Smith, who is stationed on the island, uh, notices that there is something strange happening with the local aquatic life being killed in a very merciless way. The two find out very quickly that a unknown sea monster is currently attacking the inhabitants of Aran Island, and the monster is one unlike any we've seen before. <laughs> It has no testicles. It, 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 it has no testicles. The alien has no testicles, so it's a female alien laying eggs on the beach. So where is the man? Where is the penis that fertilized the eggs? Wait, wait, oh my, come on. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta, we, we gotta finish it. We gotta finish it. All right, we're almost okay, there. Okay, we're almost there. We're almost there. there. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Out 
our heroes find out that the only strength against these alien creatures is their need for blood is circumvented by your blood alcohol content. So if you are drunk enough, these creatures cannot eat you because it is toxic to their internal organs. Therefore, the scientists, the cops, and the local barkeep all come up with a plan to keep the island safe by getting everyone sloshed as all hell for the evening of the storm so that they can 1v1 this beast in a mano y mano circumstance. Insert pub parties here, petrol super soakers, and questionable photography. Our film ends with O'Shea and Lisa joining together to take down the alien threat and perhaps finding a little bit of love along the way. Roll credits. Yeah. God damn, that was difficult. <laughs> that was maybe the best plot synopsis perhaps. we've had thus far. Perhaps. By chance, the best. Per chance. Um, I apologize. Uh, can uh, Tom, can you cut to commercial? I'm going to go run to the bathroom real quick. Um, I will be right back, homies, uh, after this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Podcast Collaborations. That's right, homies. We recently... Uh, collaborated with another podcast. We were a guest on the Spook Squad podcast. We were on their most recent episode, which came out this past Wednesday. We had a lot of fun. Jensen and Wit are awesome, and we had some really cool conversations. We talked about video games. We discussed notable black actors within the horror genre. And then the main meat of the episode was us doing a head-to-head. -head. We did the film adaptation of Resident Evil versus the film adaptation of Silent Hill. So if you guys would like to, please go over to their channel and check them out once again they are the spook squad podcast and they also are on youtube if you prefer to watch the video version of the podcast uh but oh what's what's up she's back from the from the bathroom mm, the commercial's over it's over oh okay, okay, okay. all right <laughs> <laughs> okay so this movie. First, first of all, <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm happy that you mentioned earlier that a budget it plays a big role in these films because one of the first things that I noted, which homies, if you could see my notes, the further the movie went on, the more <laughs> I could not stay within the lines of the page, but. The first thing that I noted about this film was that the effects actually look very good. True. Like very true. Um, the because one of the first shots of the monster that we get is them falling out of the sky. I thought that effect looked pretty good. And then um, the next little bit of the monster we see is its tentacles, because uh, the way that this monster looks. As far as, like, the main monster, because we have, like, the Big Daddy. Mm -hmm. We got Big Daddy Monster. Mm -hmm. And then we got 
mommy, mommy monster. Mommy monster. And then we got the babies. Little the baby, little, little baby monsters. The little babies. The little gross babies. I'm not a fan of the babies look fucking disgusting. Yeah, they do. Disgusting. <laughs> I saw them and I was like, I hate that. I hate them. <laughs> um but the big daddy monster is like uh one of the main ones we get. And he looks like he looks good because mm-hmm. we get his tentacles shooting up and like grabbing some fishermen off of the boat at the very beginning of the movie. And I was like that. Uh, like, I don't for the budget, because I don't think it was like a huge budget movie because there are some movies that have a ginormous budget and the CGI still looks like trash, <laughs> like just the finest trash and so for what they had and as men as much as we see of this monster i think it looks pretty damn good mm-hmm. agreed definitely agreed like this is one of those movies where i wasn't thrown off by the cgi like i every time i saw the monster i fully accepted that yeah that was the monster it looks super intimidating it looks realistic enough that I believe that it's there. And like for a movie that came out almost 10 years ago, it looks fucking great. It looks really good. It looks yeah. really good. Oh my God. 10 years ago. Almost, yeah, almost fucking 10 years ago. That's wild. It's fucking wild. But 2012 was actually that long ago. Dude, yeah. Okay, yeah. So it looks great. I realized I said I was going to explain what the monsters look like, and then I didn't. Basically, what the monster looks like, it's like a big tentacle monster. Um, it like has a, like a, a mouth. It has like a tremor's mouth. Yeah. Kind of. It's like, a, it's like if a tremor and a giant octopus or squid had a baby. Had an orgy. Had like a big old, like weird, slimy mm-hmm. orgy. They would pop this thing out is what and it kind of looks like. Ooh, a mosquito, a mosquito, a leech, an octopus, and a tremor. Just all, all walk got into super a bar. wasted. <laughs> all yeah, walked they into all a bar. All walk into a bar. And then they shit got weird. <laughs> take shots. They have an orgy. This is what pops out. And yeah, so that's basically what it looks like. The thing that's very unnerving about this monster, and I think the thing that I complete, like I said ill to the most in this movie, is it rolls. Mm-hmm. Like when it moves, it rolls, and it's oh, yeah, it's gross. It like made me my like made me shiver. It made me feel so weird. Because it's, it's quick. It's quick. It like yeah. it moves real fast. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that is how it would move. Like Right. I get that that's like its mode of transportation, but man, the quickness that this beast moves at is very unnerving. I did not like Ooh. did yeah. not like it all. It, if I saw that coming at me, I would just immediately perish. That's it for me. <laughs> Um, I spontaneously combust if I see anything like that rolling at me. You know what I think it is? I think that the w- when it rolls, it reminds me of like, because it's all tentacles, basically, it reminds me of like when snakes get like tangled up mm-hmm. with each other and stuff. And that always makes me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. It like reminds me of that because it's mainly with the big one, the the mommy doesn't 
really move like that because it's it's smaller Mm -hmm. and then the little babies are even smaller than that the babies almost look like fish (laughs) like they almost have like a fish tail but then they have like a tremors mouth they're just like bouncing around i think it's the mouth it's the mouth for me man it's the mouth that weirds. it even weirds me out on just like squids and octopus in general like non-fictional animals like the way their mouth looks is just so creepy to me like there's something mm-hmm. there's something about not having eyes, but then like you just see these extending tentacles everywhere, and then it just opens up to like these teeth that are just waiting for you. Like, ugh, ugh, I hate it. We so we started the movie off with them, I guess, coming from space. I, like they established mm-hmm. in the first scene that something falls from the sky, lands into the water, and then people start dying. So mm-hmm. clearly, our our, our monster is an alien. Um, we don't really get any background as to where it comes from, but it's not like it really matters. Nah. You know, yeah. like nobody really cares, I think, where it came from, which I'm glad that they realized. I'm glad that they yeah. understood that we don't give a shit where this thing comes from mm-hmm. we just want to see it do some monster movie yeah. shit. but it does and it does end up making sense because we do find out that they um like they need water basically to th- thrive and survive so it makes sense that they would come to earth because we're like 80 percent water uh, there's a little science fact that might be incorrect. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're a lot of water. So it makes sense that they would come to to Earth uh, because not only are they getting food, but they could just hang out in the ocean mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. like, you know, pop in from there. You know what I was getting a lot of this movie? I was getting the faculty vibes, like, a lot mm. during this movie. Because it was kind of similar where we have these, like, aquatic-based, like, alien creatures that are like latching onto people. The difference here is that they weren't like latching onto them and taking over their bodies. They were latching onto them and then eating them like some Chef Boyardee. Mm-hmm. Like they were, they yeah. were, they were munching away at these people. Um, yeah, but but I get what you mean because in the faculty, um, it's like they people get picked off like one by one, mm-hmm. and you know you never really know who's who's still fine but and so yeah i get what you mean it's like in this one they're not taking over people's bodies but we do kind of watch these characters get picked off mm-hmm. one by one which also kind of reminds me of this the thing about this movie is i definitely think that they were paying homage to many movies i don't think they were trying to rip anybody off or anything mm-hmm. i think that it's just that you know i got a lot of like 80s horror vibes in this movie yeah and I think that that's also very similar to Tremors in the sense that we meet multiple characters who all live in a very small town and we kind of watch as various people get picked off mm-hmm. and like then our main characters run across them and they're like, hey, what happened to blah, blah, blah. Um, it was it was kind of similar in this movie. We would get introduced to a character and then, you know, we would watch them get taken and then later on our characters would be like oh my god (laughs) absolutely slaughtered oh my god there's there's like a decent kill count in this movie too like especially in the first half like people are just dying left and right which i liked i liked that they had this monster 
establish its dominance from the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, oh, yeah. I think the start of this movie is pretty strong. Like, they they just establish from the get-go, like, we have something very dangerous that has no has no reservations about offing every character on screen, like, from the get. Nah, it's just hungry. It's just hungry. So we we get the establishing scene with the monster and the boat where it just eats everybody. And then we meet our main characters, which are O'Shea and Lisa, who mm-hmm. I really liked their dynamic. I did. Yeah. I understand that this is supposed to be like more on the side of like a romantic, like horror comedy. Like the romance is supposed to be like a big thing in this one. And I think it's kind of questionable whether or not we needed the romance. But the two characters in general, their personalities, I think, matched very well for, like, a buddy comedy flick. Um, And the two actors also played off of each other very well. Yeah. No, I agree. I think what I like the most about this dynamic between them is that... So... It's not, you know, we've seen this trope before where it's like one person is like the more severe regimented character and then the other one's like a little bit more laid back, doesn't play by the book. But what I liked about what they did in this movie is despite Lisa obviously taking her job very seriously, she's still a fairly like casual person. Like when we see her outside of the job, she's cracking jokes. She's like You know, like, it's not one of those things where she's so regimented that she can't have fun. It's just she takes her job seriously. And then O'Shea is, you know, it's not that he doesn't care. It's just he is a police officer on a very small village that where nothing happens. Mm -hmm. He's bored. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to worry about working hard because there's never any issues. And so he can drink all day and still get his work done. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. So I like that. Just, you know, they just approach the job differently. But if you listen, but when they actually have conversations, they actually get along very well. Like they both have a very similar, you know, like, like, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, they, obviously, they like O'Shea... They like poke fun at each other a yeah, little bit, but... Yeah, but it's like, they're not that far off in the spectrum. It's just that because they approach work so differently, they're not able to see eye to eye until it kind of, things progress forward. Because, oh, like, least she does have a very good sense of humor, and she does, like... You know, she pokes back at him just as much as he pokes at her. It's just that they're, like, coming at things very differently in the beginning. And then as they kind of find common ground, I think that they have a lot more in common than, you know. Yeah, yeah. I they agree. originally thought no, they No, I, I definitely agree with that. Because I think it a lot of times you get characters like this where they're kind of opposite sides of the spectrum, right? And then you just immediately throw them into conflict with just like, oh, I can't understand how you live the world or I can't understand how you live the world. Oh, we can't be friends, blah, 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 (laughs) where these two characters, even though they see things differently, like especially in Lisa's character, she's still like, well, you're still my coworker. Like we still need to be able to work together to handle anything that happens on the island. So like 
it feels their relationship feels more believable because of how like human it feels where it's like even if we don't see eye to eye we still hold the same position and still have to work together and we're both professionals to the level that we can navigate it yeah no i agree and i do also like that for at least for me i i don't mind a like will they won't they type of thing but after a while it can get a bit tiring i do like in this movie that almost immediately we set up that o'shea is into lisa he Mm -hmm. hits on her the very first night that she's there he's like hey like and he is also sloshed when he he does it he is sloshed but (laughs) before he gets there you know multiple people point out to him that he obviously is attracted to her in some capacity and then once he's been drinking a lot he kind of takes the initiative to like try and hit on her and she shuts it down because he's drunk but then i like that you know we already established that he's into her and then very soon we also establish that she is into him. Mm-hmm. So it's not really like a will they, won't they? It's just, oh, she didn't make a move because he was drunk at the time. And then when she finally makes a move, she's drunk at the time and mm-hmm. he doesn't want to take advantage of her. Yeah. I like that that's the yeah dynamic. It's just that, hey, you guys both need to be sober at the same time. And exactly. then you can pursue this. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah which is like a thing that i did love about this movie and like i mean that's even it's slightly jumping ahead but at this point y'all should know better word and spoiler territory anyway um <laughs> i did like that dynamic of this movie that even though we had a romance a, a rom-com horror horror movie with um with a lot of alcohol influence they really, I like that they didn't have the characters find any sure footing with their relationship until they were sober. Like, I just thought that that was, that was a good little added message that they put into the movie that they could have very, they could have very well not done. They could have ignored that and just had them, you know, have like a drunken hookup or something like that. But I really love that, like, we don't get any progression in their relationship until the sober moments. Like, mm-hmm. I think that I think I think that was just like a smart thing to add in um, just so that it leaves it leaves a more positive message on the viewers, which I really appreciate because like this, this is one this actually this is the first movie that we've watched in tandem together for mm-hmm. a thing. And like, you know, like during that part, I was like, oh, O'Shea, yeah. don't do it. Don't do yeah. it. Do, do, do not take advantage of this drunk woman right now. Do not do it. And he didn't. He did yes. not do it. We were both like, as we were watching the scene, because they're both in the car, she's drunkenly telling to him like, hey, I fancy you because it's in Ireland. She's like, hey, I fancy you, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, no, 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 please. Oh, God. <laughs> and no. And he does. He shuts it down. He's like, this is not the time for this, which is fucking correct because they're being attacked mm-hmm. by an alien. And he's like, this is not the time or the place. And we were like, yes, perfect. Like, that's exactly what we needed from that scene. We established that she feels the same way and they'll deal with it at the appropriate time. Exactly. (laughs) But yeah, they just don't have the time at this moment. It's not not the most important thing. I think the romantic comedy side of this 
um, I, I listened to an interview with the director and he said that this is he said you can look at this movie two ways it's either a rom-com masquerading as a monster movie or vice versa Mm -hmm. and i do think that that's very true it's like you know for me i think this is a monster movie that has rom-com moments Mm -hmm. and that was one of them it's like okay this is very sweet but i like that it takes a backseat to the fact that there is a 20 foot tall (laughs) octopus monster on the opposite oh. side of this scene trying to eat yeah. both of you ready and to s- sip you <laughs> sip you dry <laughs> yeah. so we um once we so we get through the first scene um mm-hmm. we meet our two main characters which are the two officers and then um we meet a couple auxiliary characters in <laughs> smith and patty who i, love I loved both of them <laughs> I I loved both of them so much. Um, This is one of those movies where the side characters, I think, really colored the movie to my liking, where, like, they added in enough um, character flavor to, like, really make me enjoy the movie. But I really love these two characters. What about you? Oh, my God. I agree. I think that... The way that they set this these characters up was very, very clever, particularly with Smith, because so we meet Smith like almost right away, like almost right after Lisa gets there, we're introduced to him. It's obvious that him and O'Shea don't get along. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say Smith probably is one of the more annoying characters in this movie. He's also on, one of the only like English characters. <laughs> Apparently the director said that that was purposeful, that the only English character was the most annoying, which I thought was kind of funny. But yeah, so we meet him right away. He is immediately hitting on Lisa, like eyeing her up and down, being the most. And so when I first saw that, I was like, okay, they can take these, they can take this two ways. Like either they can play that part subtly and it can work or it can get weird. Creepy, yeah. And luckily, (laughs) they played it subtly. He's always very subtly hinting, like, hitting on her and hinting that he likes her but that wasn't his only character thing really smith is like our exposition dump like a lot of the information we get we get from him i'm guessing this creature bleeds its prey like a leech consuming the blood like some sort of vampiro toothed vampiro what vampiro toothed it's a it's a, it's a rare deep sea squid, but no, this, this, is, this is not that, no. No, this is something totally different. Something, something alien. But it's done in a way that is so true to the character and still so funny that I don't mind that that's what he is. Mm-hmm. And I... As the movie went along, very similar to Patty, because I think we both felt this. As the movie went along, they kind of became some of our favorite characters just because they were so... Their one-liners so good. So good. good. Oh, my God. So funny. I think I laughed the most at those two characters out of the whole movie. Yeah. And, like, the, the, the thing is, on the flip side with Patty, who is essentially just a fisherman on the island 
who you very much think is going to die off in like the first half of the film and then proceeds to just somehow keep living. And you it's weird. It's weird that like at the at the halfway point of the movie, you're just rooting so hard for Patty because he's just this drunken sailor dude that just keeps surviving somehow. It doesn't make sense that he's surviving, but like his presence in the movie is so much fun that you also don't want to see him die because like it makes no sense that he's involved in any of the things that he's involved in like patty is like from the moment so patty finds he's the first person to be like hey i found one of these aliens come look at this so like that that's his that's his way that's his ticket in right that's that's his way to even have this conversation with the scientists and the officers um, but he takes that one moment and he rolls with it for the entire fucking movie because yeah. anytime anything serious is happening, somehow, some way, Patty finds his way into the room to like give a one liner yeah. that yeah. he has no business being in that room in yeah. the first place. Like they're yeah. at one point they're what they're examining like the head of a dead body that got decapitated off some of someone and Patty just walks into the room like hey what's going on over here yeah he's basically like I fucking told you so <laughs> yeah because once once Patty once everybody realizes that Patty was telling the truth because for a minute they're kind of like okay yeah sure Patty because he's like the town drunk mm-hmm. well one of the town drunks <laughs> um once they realize that he's telling the truth the man is unstoppable <laughs> you can't tell him nothing he is just there to crack jokes and just to be like a smart ass because he's like i fucking told you guys that this was happening and nobody believed me and now like so it's funny because it's like patty is there to help but he's not he's He's just there he's He's really not like it's like he's there to give you ideas like he's like hey maybe you should try this but he's not going to be the one to try it he's going to be the one to be like you should probably try this and then stay in the safe area Mm mm-hmm and you gotta love him for I I love to see it because honestly I would I probably would be Patty. It's true. In this it's situation. true because he was, <laughs> Patty played his role real well because like it's like you said where he'd be like he'd be, he'd slink his way into like the planning portions of like how they're gonna handle this monster, but when it came to the actual execution of doing any of these things, Patty's like I'm a fisherman, bro. I'm not doing yeah. like this is your job. You guys handle this shit. <laughs> I'm staying I'm staying alive I already I already fended off one of these things when it tried to attack me that's my limit I'm done I ain't doing more than that he's like I have a I have a bad back I can't do this (laughs) that's what he said he's like oh I I would help right now but I got a bad back (laughs) I'm like okay speak your truth my guy um but yeah so those two characters are fantastic Mm -hmm. um while we are on (laughs) While we're on the topic of Smith, can we please, I know this is skipping ahead a little bit, but can we please just talk about what happens to Smith? (laughs) Can we please? We need, y'all, this is something I don't think, we laughed, (laughs) we laughed about this for a minute straight. So, 
Go ahead. Need, okay, so obviously, multiple. So you know they have many interactions with the monster, and eventually through Patty and also through O'Shea, who is an alcoholic, we discover that the monsters because the monsters survive off of people's blood, but we discover that. Alcohol is basically poison to them. So if you get enough alcohol in your bloodstream, they won't want to eat you, is what they think. They won't want to eat you, or if they do eat you, it'll basically kill them. Smith, baby, he cannot <laughs> handle. He can't handle the alcohol. <laughs> he can't. This man is is just drinking continuously. He cannot handle it. And... Eventually, he goes outside and he is confronting the alien, Big Daddy, because he wants to take pictures of it. So there's a minute there because compared to everyone else, Smith is Smith and Lisa, by the end of it, are the most drunk. Yeah. I would say out of everybody, they are the most drunk. So they should Smith, be they should be safe. They should be good. However, before this moment, we did see, because Big Daddy is so big, he did manage to eat someone right before Smith who had been drinking. So it's like one of those things. I That's another thing I like about this movie. It's one of those things you have to find the right balance mm-hmm. of alcohol. Like you have to drink just enough because like you the have guy. To be, you have to be wasted. Destroyed. Like otherwise, Destroyed. otherwise you're still free game. Like if you're, yeah. if you're like tipsy or kind of like getting there, like you can still be eaten. Like you need to be absolutely fucking hammered to Annihilated. be Annihilated. You gotta be, yeah. You have to be like way, way, way past the limit. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so Smith, however, as we've seen, Smith seems to be at this point. He goes out. He's taking pictures of the monster and there everyone's trying to get him to come back inside. The monster like sniffs at him and you're like, okay, maybe he's not going to eat it because he's sniffing at him and he starts to back up because obviously Smith has way too much alcohol in his system. The monster's like, ah, I'm not in the mood. Like you're too, this is not, you're not my delicacy today. So he starts to back up. And so we were both like, oh, like, Smith might survive. This is crazy. The monster takes its tentacle and basically punts Smith out of our atmosphere. <laughs> this man flies so high in the air. He's not even on Earth anymore. He leaves our gravity pool. The, he flew across the clouds. Oh, my God. I love that they... <laughs> They frame the fucking shot where he gets smacked and then we just like it like hovers over to like a full moon and you just <laughs> see his silhouette just disappear into it's, the fucking moon. <laughs> it's such a long shot. The thing about it is it's a long shot and it's quiet. It's dead quiet when we see him. We just see his body just traveling out of Earth's orbit, basically. <laughs> This, the creature said, I can't, I don't have the time nor the patience to deal with you, sir. Just fucking kick, kicks him, 
basically, basically flicks him with his tentacle. <laughs> Smith f- flies. <laughs> never, never to be seen again. That's the thing. That's we the were last, like, that's the last scene we that get. That is with the Smith. last we see of Smith. Is <laughs> him traveling through the air at an unprecedented speed, at an unknown height, never to be seen. He is drunk as drunk can be, twisting and turning through the air. It was, it was, it was <laughs> the visual representation of, they really had us in the first half though, because I so believe, we both, we, I love that we watched this movie together that we collect, we could collectively go through that moment of like, there's a brief moment when you're like, oh shit, Smith is good. Okay. Smith mm-hmm. is okay. He's going to make it. We all feared for him. He's doing some stupid shit trying to take pictures of this alien right now. But he's so drunk. He might be good. He might be good. And the way that they punted Smith out of existence. I haven't laughed that hard at a horror movie in oh fucking years. Dude, years. it was that shit so tickled good. me. It was so good because we've not seen the creature was petty because we had not seen it had not done anything like that before. Like it only was eating people. And then all of a sudden (laughs) to see it flick him out of existence (laughs) was not at all what we were expecting i think that's the thing is it's like you know you see that and you're like okay he's gonna be eaten and then when it started to back off we both were like oh my god yeah like this is gonna take a turn because i will i will say this movie does kind of like it did subvert my expectations at times Mm -hmm. so i wouldn't have been surprised if smith took some pictures and then kind of like walked away and yeah. was fine. Or or it just fucking ate him anyway. Like that's actually yeah. what I was expecting where it's like, "Oh, they're giving us this brief moment of um of security where like, oh, Smith's fine." And then it's just going to be like, "Fuck it. I don't care that you're drunk. I'm going to eat you anyway." Yeah. That's what I thought was going to happen. But But for him to be can-can <laughs> right off of this planet, y'all I couldn't, but I, we were taken aback. <laughs> oh, that, that was great. That, that might scene, be one of my favorite death scenes. Ever. That scene is living in my brain rent free for an undisclosed period of time because that shit yeah. was beautiful. Beautiful. That was, that was great. But uh, while we're on the topic of drunk Smith, let's talk about the drunk once they start to get drunk because honestly these sequences once they're drunk are are so funny Mm -hmm. they're some of the funniest parts in the movie i will say once lisa becomes drunk she becomes one of the funniest characters in this movie it's so true it's it's because they set her up so well in the beginning is that that's what it is like she's so so straight edge that the the contrast to her at the beginning and her and drunk Lisa is just so stark that it's hilarious. Yes. So a little bit of background on this, back to my interview <laughs> that I watched with the director. Apparently, 
he wanted to do a drunk rehearsal with our two the two main actors so the actors that play lisa and o'shea he was like let's all get together and let's drink a bunch and i'm gonna film you guys saying your lines and that's what they did they all got drunk including the director and so he had them run through some of their scenes and he filmed them and then afterwards he gave them the option he was like would you guys like to see what you looked like drunk the actor that plays O'Shea said nah I'm good he didn't <laughs> want to see it but the actress that played Lisa was like yeah sure I'll watch it and so apparently she took some of the like nuances and things that she does when she's drunk and she added it to the movie and he was like it was really nice because at times when we were filming if I didn't feel like she was accurately portraying drunk we had something to kind of you know go back to and say okay we'll try this Mm -hmm. because he said that which I believe this is true there's a delusional perception that everybody has of themselves when they're drunk you don't ever see yourself when you're drunk. Mm-hmm. So I think that everybody thinks that they are keeping it together quite well. And that's not what other people are seeing of you. Exactly. And I think that that was very smart because I do think that Lisa, uh, not only her, I think all of the actors, but I think particularly her because we focus on her so much, plays drunk very well. And I would like to say, homies... <laughs> I had to do a drunk scene in college. It's not easy because there's a there's a very like um, caricature drunk that I think a lot of people want to play because there is a misconception. I think when you're drunk that people Mm -hmm. just play drunk. And they're just like, yeah. if I just play drunk, it'll come across as drunk. And that's not what it is. I think the drunk from this is from um actor analysis of people who are drunk um <laughs> the actors inside the actor's studio <laughs> uh, <laughs> most drunk people the thing that makes them sound drunk is their attempt to be not drunk like that's yes that that's where the drunken persona that we all see comes from it's from people thinking that they're sober but they're actually mm-hmm. drunk attempting to be sober like that, yes. that is what we think of when we think of drunk a lot of the times. Or we just think of like blackout, like slosh. Those those, right. those are the two. Those are the two. Which is, yeah, which is fair. And that's, I think, what where the difference is, is because I agree. One of a note that my teacher gave me when I did that scene was you don't want to play that you're drunk. The whole point is when you're drunk, you want to act as sober as possible because you don't want to seem like you're a disaster or a mess Mm -hmm. everyone always wants to say oh i'm fine i can have another one that's where the drunkness comes out is because you're trying to pretend you're fighting against Mm -hmm. your state your body being like i'm done yeah (laughs) Yeah, you're you're fight you're fighting against that it's the the point of it is that despite being off balance you're fighting to act like you still have that balance Mm -hmm. and I think that that that's the point that people miss because it's easy once you get to the blackout phase, which many which like like Smith particularly, he gets to the blackout phase and he does amazing with it. But Lisa has to balance out 
the different phases for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part yeah. is that in between phase where you're struggling to stay sober, but you've already passed the point of no return. And I think she does. <laughs> she does so amazing. And one of my favorite parts of this movie is when her, Smith, O'Shea, and the bartender are all they because previously they had set out quote-unquote weapons that they were planning to use against the monster. What have we got? I have a nail gun and a board with a nail in it. Well, I've got a Harley and a pellet gun. Uh, what are we going to do with the pellet gun? Shoot pellets. But I don't have any pellets. All right. Well, you can just wiggle it at them then. All right. What have you got? I've got a flare gun. CPS 4100 pump action twin jet super soaker shoots 20 feet. The nephews. Brian, it's a, it's a water pistol. This thing loves the water. It's a water pistol if you use water. Fill it with petrol. You've got a flamethrower. When the monster attacks and all of them get into the room and they're all trying to equip their weapons but O'Shea is the only one that's sober that scene is comedy gold it's so because good all of them are varying states of drunk and it's perfect like each one of them played played their stage perfectly and it works so well oh my god if I could live within that scene <laughs> I would buy real estate. It's so good. It's so goddamn good. My favorite is the bartender running outside into the rain with their make. So they make a makeshift flamethrower out of essentially a super soaker. They take a super soaker. They fill it with like petrol or something like that. And like the plan is that they will use a lighter in combination with a super soaker and they will light this thing on fire. And so the bartender in the same scene that she that Eric is talking about is like she looks over to Smith. Both the bartender and Smith are sloshed at this point. And he's like, one of my favorite lines in the movie, Smith, light me. And he's like <laughs> and so he struggles to like light the the um the like Kindle, Kindle, yeah, whatever it's cause, called. Cause at that because at that point he's equipped smith with the lighter smith can't even stand up smith is so he's trying (laughs) he's trying to light the super soaker he can't even see the super soaker (laughs) at this point but then the bartender is so drunk that he can't move so he's just standing in one spot screaming light me smith Smith. light me and then it finally gets it finally gets lit like they actually managed to light the super soaker but then the bartender proceeds to run outside where it is pouring rain and attempts to light the flamethrower and he's just twerking the fucking super soaker over and over again it's per guys that scene is perfect if nothing else watch the movie for that there are some amazing sequences in this movie that is one of them. Um, another, most of the, like, most of the sequences that involve the monster, I think, are brilliant mm-hmm. and are very well done comedically. Mm-hmm. There's another sequence in this. I don't want to talk, 
I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to give away too many of like the comedic moments because mm -hmm. I, I think it's better if they're a surprise. But I will say a lot of the moments with the monster, I think were done very well. I know that this director, I know that he would do a thing where he would have them do takes um, with the way that the script is written and then he would have them do have them do a couple of takes with improv let them loosen up and then go back to the way the script was written and then he would kind of just pick and choose from there i think that that benefits i honestly i can't tell if some of these yeah. scenes were improv i can't tell, can't tell because they were they were played so well i wouldn't be surprised if some of them are improv but i also wouldn't be surprised if some of them were scripted because they play very well, mm -hmm. I think, comedically and sincerely, honestly. What did you? How did you feel about um, how the movie ended? Like, how did you feel about the ending and the wrap up of the movie? I liked the ending. This is like, I, I, <laughs> I liked the ending. The only thing that I thought was gonna happen was that they were gonna pan to the ocean and Smith was gonna like pop up out of the ocean. <laughs> that was the only thing that I thought was gonna happen that didn't. But I think in the in the terms of like like when I think of this as a, a horror comedy that's kind of like playing off of that genre, this ending makes sense to me. It's kind of like like Shaun of yeah, the Dead. Like that are... ending playing off of that trope yeah. and that genre makes sense to me. And this ending, I'm like, yep, that's how Monster yeah, Movie Yeah, I got ends, so course. many Shaun of the Dead vibes from this movie. Like, mm -hmm. minus, minus the very, like, minus having the director of Shaun of the Dead, like, it had a very similar vibe to it in terms mm -hmm. of, like, how the plot played out. Yeah, and I think the way that the comedy played out, because I think the comedy of this was very... Um, situational mm -hmm. it's not like a gag kind of comedic thing i think the parts of Shaun of the dead that are the most funny to me are the ones that like are brewed out of real life and that are just very subtle mm -hmm. and i think that um this movie is the same it's like the subtle lines and the subtle bits are the things that were the funniest to me mm -hmm. agree so yeah I, I i liked the ending um and I think that it matched for, like, this rom-com aesthetic that we had kind of set up um, previously. It almost felt like the movie went by so quickly, but I think it lasted long enough. Like, it's strange mm -hmm. because, like, I, like, after we finished watching the movie, I was like, yo, I feel like the movie just zoomed by. Like, I can't believe it's over already. But like, there's... It's not like there's anything I would add to it, which is right. it's kind of like a strange thing to be. Is like I think the pacing worked for what they were going for, but it's kind of interesting that how quickly the plot um, goes by and like the events that happen. I think they happen so quickly and. Um, the funny bits are so good at like breaking it up that you don't realize how much time has passed when you're watching this film. It could have also been because we were drinking with the characters, so it could have been the alcohol tweaking the um, passage of time as well. But I felt like the movie ended at an appropriate time. 
I agree. But I also will say, I don't feel like there was any filler mm-hmm. in this movie. There were no scenes in this movie that I thought, why was that in there? It was like every moment kind of led us to the next thing. And this movie does a thing... Um, The way that the movie transitions, it's like one moment will right away transition into another moment. There's no meandering. Everything moves into the next thing. And I think that maybe that's what it is, is like every scene we're jumping right into the action. And then as soon as what we need to know is over, we're immediately cutting to the next scene. Right. And I think that that's what makes it feel so fast is because... We don't have really, because even the moments, like the only parts that I could think where we're kind of just like uh, cat, like, what am I trying to say? Like hanging out within the script are Mm -hmm. the moments with Lisa and O'Shea when they're kind of getting to know each other. But even those moments are pretty fast. We get maybe like a couple beats with them and then we're already into the next thing. And I, I think that's a reason that it feels like it, it flies by is because you know we don't have any scenes where it's like okay this is like lagging or like can we move on from this as soon as you know as soon as something happens we would already be into the next scene and i was like oh damn we're like we're moving we are moving (laughs) (laughs) which is great like that's not a it's not a complaint that i have i actually i actually really liked that because we you know as soon as the movie starts we're in it with the monster. The monster starts attacking within the first minute of this movie. Yeah. And then the first 10 minutes is maybe like establishing, establishing like a little bit more about the monster attacking. Mm-hmm. And then once our characters find out about the monster, like. It's it. And then. That's it. And then they very quickly too understand that they need to be like we very quickly learn that being drunk is like the anti-venom to these monsters like it's very quick that we find the solution to the problem which is getting super sloshed which i'm happy about like i'm glad this movie didn't waste time because this is one of those movies that if it did it would very quickly drag the movie down and i think this movie very much knew its own identity and i think that's a huge strength for this movie that kept it afloat is it knew what they were they knew what they were going for they knew what kind of vibe they wanted and they knew the important information to establish that so that they could then cut trim the fat from their script Mm -hmm. because everything in this film pushed forward the rom-com monster movie um, note that they were trying to have yeah i agree it was definitely like everything stayed within the tone mm-hmm. for me and and there are moments i i like the moments at the end we even talked about this we got some like gremlins vibes yeah we got lot. some like aliens vibe but i loved that like those moments still felt like they fit Mm-hmm. within the movie yeah like i love that those moments never felt like oh what the f- like this feels like a different movie it was just like we saw it and we were like oh this kind of feels like that scene from gremlins which mm-hmm. you know they probably were obviously playing yeah. playing into but it still felt like that's the same movie at the same time and yeah i i i agree i don't think that there's anything that i would have taken from this 
or added to this. I do want to ask you, how did you feel about the scene at the house? Uh, that, with those kills in the house. The kills in the house. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I liked it. It was one of those ones where, like, so the the this scene when the uh, couple get attacked is um it's one of those ones where it's like either it would have added runtime to the movie for no reason or it would have worked and for me it worked because one it established a very vindictive monster like whatever monster we're dealing with like we don't really know at this point in the film but we get this couple one of them like open like here's a knock at the door and like they they open the door and and like a friend of theirs is just like dangling in front of them yeah, just kind of like, like swaying just like <laughs> swaying back and forth and you're like this is fucking weird <laughs> and then like the character gets dropped and the character in the house goes to check up on them and then gets yeeted by the monster and so the fact that the monster used another character as a puppet is one of those things where like it didn't necessarily make sense <laughs> but i'm happy that it was in there anyway like i'm happy that this yeah. monster had a little bit of fun with their kill because like it adds it gives a little bit of um characterization to our monster like now not only do we have this monster that's very clearly dangerous and um is intimidating but it also likes to have a little bit of fun with the people that yeah. it's terrorizing at the same time and then the secondary he's a joker he's a exactly joker. it's a joker <laughs> and the other character that's with that scene is like his wife the moment he gets snatched she's like nope you're dead she like she sees him get snatched immediately goes in the house tries to barricade herself and again going back to like smart characters doing their best to do smart things like she's like okay whatever the fuck this thing is it was at the door first and it didn't come directly in so she runs through the whole house and tries to close off every single entrance to the house to make sure that she's safe and as she's trying to close the last entrance, she gets snatched up. But for yeah. me, like you remember, I said it while we were watching, is that I'm happy that she was attempting to do something smart. Like I don't yes. mind, I don't mind characters being killed off, but like I mind them being killed off while they're doing stupid shit. Like that's very that takes me so far out of the film because like I want to see realistic characters acting in a realistic way. And this lady, despite the fact that she just saw her husband literally get snatched in front of her eyes, she's like, okay, I got to try and make sure that I'm safe. Yeah, I agree. I I really enjoyed that sequence because, and, and I love how everything ties together because it's like the man that we see being the puppet is a character that we saw earlier mm -hmm. on the beach and we didn't get to see him die. But then when he pops up, we're like, what the fuck? And and also we find out later that like their house is right off the beach. So the monster basically was like, oh, I don't have to travel far for my food. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I agree. I loved that whole sequence with the wife because it's like, and I even said out loud while we were watching it, I was like, this is smart. She's really smart. Because she's like running through the, she she saw her husband get like grabbed from basically above. And so she like closes all the doors so that there's no windows to be broken through. And then 
like we see her go to we see like some dust come out of the chimney and i think me and you were both because she like crawls to the chimney and starts crawling inside of the chimney and we were both like what the fuck are you doing but then we get a shot that shows that she had almost closed Mm -hmm. the latch so she would have closed the chimney off but she gets snatched before that and i was like damn yeah that's an instance i and i love that i think the best thing about that scene was that it established this idea that once this monster kind of sets its sights on you, there's really nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. Like you can't you like you can't hide from it if it knows you're there. The only option you really have is to fight, but what do you fight it with? Like I think that that was the best thing about that sequence is it's like, "Oh shit, okay. This big monster, like that's the one to be." Yeah be wary of because if he comes for you like you might as well just chill you might as well just say okay whatever like wrap me wrap me up yeah because she by regards most regards did everything she could and she still died and like maybe if she had gotten one of the smaller monsters you know she would have been okay yeah but we it really helps to establish that like no there's a bigger and badder monster that you guys need to be scared of because like the littler ones yeah they kind of fuck you up but they do a pretty good job of dealing with the the smaller ones yeah. fairly easily uh i especially love uh just so i don't forget about it when we get there's a scene where uh so they've captured the like mother monster and it's dead for all we know and then the characters do some stupid shit and put water onto the monster Mm -hmm. which then like resurrects it and it like latches onto o'shea they manage to fight it off but (laughs) there's like a small scene where like they fight (laughs) off of o'shea because he's drunk as hell so like it took some of his blood but it they can't ingest the alcohol so it's like toxic blood so it bounces off of him and then they're beating the shit out of it like they are curb stomping this alien monster and then halfway through, they think it's dead. And then Smith yeah. is just like, oh, my goodness. This, well, what a bummer. Like, this would have been such a scientific yeah. scientific marvel. Uh, it's so unfortunate we lost it. And it starts to move again. And he's like, oh, shit, it's alive. And they just beat the shit yeah, out of it. They beat the shit out of it again. The- yeah, that part's so great. And that's the part where Patty comes out and he's like, I would have helped you guys, but uh, my, back. <laughs> my back. I got a bad back. The- the- <laughs> I think that's the thing that takes this movie over the edge is like that's what really makes this that's where the charm of this movie comes from is really the comedy aspect it's the comedy in this movie is actually really good and it provides really nice laughs which drunk or sober I think are there regardless and really add a nice lightness to this movie I think that's where a lot of my like Shaun of the Dead vibes come from is that it's just a fun movie to watch. Like, it's a, it's a very enjoyable, just sit down, pop in monster movie. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think that this movie is super fun to watch. And also, it's very, very fun to watch with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And my last little fun fact before we rate this is that apparently when they were filming this movie, it was like freezing cold, which you can see sometimes you can see people's breath Mm -hmm. um, during this movie. And I guess it was like uncharacteristically cold and that they like also experienced a blizzard while they were filming it and they had to like postpone filming for a couple days. But I guess that there was a focus pooler's assistant, which... Homies, if you don't know what a focus puller is on a set, it's basically, you know, the person that keeps the camera (laughs) in focus anytime a shot changes from, like, perspective from foreground to background. Anytime the camera moves, basically, they have to make sure it's in focus. Yeah, the focus puller keeps track of, like, where they need to pull the focus to. Sometimes they're also called, like, the camera assistant. Um, But, yeah, so one of them... I guess he had worn like rain boots because someone had told him, hey, where you guys are filming, it's like really rainy. So you should get some like some boots for that. And I guess he wore those boots on the day that the blizzard happened and he got frostbite in both of his big toes and has completely lost feeling in his big toes. Like, I guess he never regained the feeling in them. What? He gave, up, he gave up toes for this movie? He oh, gave damn. He gave up his toes for this movie. And that's why I want to say this movie slaps. Um, <laughs> thank you to that focus puller assistant. Because what? Your, your, your two big the toes fuck? did not go in vain. <laughs> Dude, I'm saying, aren't, what? Isn't it so nice that this was a good movie? Right. Could you imagine if he had done that and this movie came out poorly? be so oh mad oh my god could you imagine if like oh god if he had been working on like Catwoman or something oh, and the movie no. came out and he was like what's up <laughs> i lost the feeling in my big toes for this <laughs> for halle berry to get a Razzie, bitch what oh my god i would be pissed oh, but luckily yeah luckily they got sm- they got this yeah, it's, pretty, it's pretty okay it's pretty okay um <laughs> should we now that we're here i think we've both sobered up a tiny bit uh, shall we uh shall we give our final ratings on this movie yeah we shall should we rate it out of shots i was gonna say either shots or pints i think you take the pick oh pints, pints? let's rate it out of pints okay mm-hmm. all right you want to um, go first yeah, i'll go first i think for this movie uh i will give it uh, 3.8 pints out of five Ooh. a three a 3.8 whereas the the thing is this is also from the i will say my rating is from the perspective of a person playing the drinking game attached to this movie so like <laughs> watching this movie in a drunken state which homies i do think that's how you're supposed to watch this movie i do think you're supposed to be drinking while watching this movie but with that particular perspective um the movie's a lot of fun um it's got some great laughs in it the monster itself is I uh, is very believable for me and um, intimidating enough that like it still adds a layer of fear to the movie despite it being funny and it's just it's a fun watch like it's it's very enjoyable like I don't think for me it's as good as like Shaun of the Dead but if you like movies in that realm like if you like that kind of energy in your like um, horror comedies. I think this one is a really good pick, and especially for March too. Like, if you're trying to go into like the St. Patty's Day like Irish vibe, like this movie, this movie's a lot of fun. Um, I highly recommend 
you know, having a couple drinks and watching this with a friend, I think that is the perfect viewing of this movie. But all in all, I don't really have any concrete problems with it. I just know, like, it's not my favorite movie in the world. But that being said, I liked it a lot. I think it's worth a watch. And for a movie that came out in 2012, it actually looks and plays very well. Like, all things considered. Like, I think it aged very very well. And I like that the main characters are very likable. And their romance wasn't distracting for me. Like, I was actually happy at the end to see them get together. And it wasn't one of the things where I feel like it was forced on me. But, like, I like their dynamic enough that I'm happy that they ended up together at the, in the end. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I would give... I would give it the same. Yeah. You 3.8, right? Yeah. That's what you said? Yeah. I would also give it a 3.8 pints. Um, I don't know. I just think that this movie was a lot of fun. It was, it was funnier than I was expecting it to be. And once again, this is coming from someone who has been drinking, but <laughs> I, I think regardless of if I was drinking or not, the sequences that I laughed at, maybe I wouldn't have laughed as hard, but I think I, I still would have found them funny. Um... Yeah, I I agree. The concept of the monster was pretty creepy. Like, even though this movie is a horror comedy, I think we both kind of got to a point where we cared enough about our characters that the idea of them being destroyed by this monster was kind of nerve wracking. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. I enjoyed the monster. I really enjoyed the characters. I honestly think that that's the highlight of this movie is watching these characters go on their path. Um... The only places that I think keep me from rating it higher are I like the f- the first few bits of it took me a little bit to get in. But like once I was in, I was in. It just took me a minute. And the only other thing I think that I wish was maybe finessed a little bit was O'Shea's journey from like alcoholic to non-alcoholic. I felt it was like a little bit. Yeah. Nah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, not to say that I didn't like it. I just felt like in comparison to everyone else, it felt a little bit more like Hallmarky or like, you know, Lifetime movie-esque <laughs> journey um, in, compared to everybody else's. But that being said, 3.8 pints. I agree. Watch this and play our play the drinking game if you like watch it sober whatever watch it with friends i think that anybody would enjoy this and i really hope that more you guys check this movie out because it is really worth a watch and if you enjoy horror comedies that are in the vein of Shaun of the dead um or even even little monsters i don't think this is nearly as raunchy as little monsters gets but i think it's kind of in the same like you know, situational comedy kind of points. Um, if you like comedies like that, I I don't see why you wouldn't enjoy this movie as well. So yeah, three point eight pints. Agreed. Is where both of the homies lie. Yes, we do. And that's about what we've had to drink. Yeah, just about. That's like the exact <laughs> number. <laughs> Plus a couple shots. Yeah. But as far as pints go about 3.8 <laughs> let me tell you i am going to nap so well after this podcast i'm going to take the most beautiful of naps oh uh, glorious nap. 
You're going to be like Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Like, I actually, I really enjoyed this. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I did too. I hope that. Oh, no, no. Okay, I thought I was going to burp. I didn't. Um, I hope that <laughs> you homies also enjoyed this um please let us know if you did if you liked this episode perhaps we would be persuaded to maybe give it another go (laughs) and sometime in the future (laughs) um but yeah let us know what you think let us know if you guys have checked grabbers out or not as far as we know i it's it's available on you know you can rent it on amazon it's also available on sling if you're living that kind of life you know you're living that that life um it's also available on there so yeah let us know if you guys have watched this or if you plan on watching it please let us know your thoughts um also let us know let us know what you like to drink we are i'm personally drinking not your father's root beer Mm. um which is delightful and brings me back to oh, it brings me back to my college days. See, I, I was slurp uh, these down. <laughs> <laughs> they were so. Wait, didn't I, I? I might be being too bold here, but didn't I introduce you to not your father's? Was I? It's a huge possibility. Um, if you are thinking of the bar that we used to go to, then you probably did because that's the first time I had it was at that bar. Because I remember finding out about them in college and having to spread the, the good word about them to as many people as I know. You probably did. Um, we used to drink like the exact, we used to like like basically the same kind of alcohol when we were in college because we also had our white Russian phase mm-hmm. where we would both go to the bar and order fucking white Russians like we were Lebowski. <laughs> and, and watch the bartender roll their them. eyes as they had to find the cream yeah. of like, you are the one yeah. fuckers that order this drink. <laughs> we're so annoying. We're like, um, good sir, did you get your shipment of half and half today? <laughs> He was like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" <laughs> but maybe, I'm, you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and take credit for it and be like, you know yeah. what, homies? I introduced her to Not Your Father's Root Beer, and I'm real proud about it. It's one, and it's making a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> At least for me, it's making a comeback. Yeah, me on the other hand, I'm being a basic bitch. I got white claw wasted hey. for this movie, like from beginning to end. I mean, with we we also took shots too, so it was a mix. Yes, it was definitely. But a I mix. I took little baby shots. I was like, let me get some basically chocolate milk. <laughs> I took a shot of Bailey's, and then I took a shot of banana pudding whiskey, which still sounds delicious, by the way. Still yeah, sounds it's so good. It's like a cream liqueur. Um, Roshane, on the other hand, opted to get vodka college college wasted and yeah drink shots of vodka full mistake let me tell you if you haven't yet combined vodka and white claws don't that's my that's my that's my recommendation for you don't do it they i know they're all clears but they just don't go well together you shouldn't you shouldn't do that to yourself or do it to yourself if you're trying to have a hell of a time because me right now in this moment i am having what they call a hell of a time (laughs) so i i like how i basically drank like uh 
a Rugrat like Tommy Pickles. Um, I had basically alcoholic chocolate milk and alcoholic root beer. And then you drink like uh, you were in a college fraternity for the summer. I know. I, I, <laughs> I drank like a college sorority girl like living her best freshman year of all yeah. time. Like you were on at spring break in Cabo. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, let us know your alcohol recommendations, homies. We would love to have some different (laughs) some different choices in case we ever decide to do this again. Um, For those recommendations for alcohol, movies, or if you want to discuss this movie any further please feel free to reach out to us on our social media. We are at Homies of Horror on everything. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Or if you prefer to email us, you can reach us at homiesofhorror at gmail.com. And you guys, oh, please, oh, pretty please, if you wouldn't mind, you can leave us um, an Apple Podcast review or rating um, if you feel so inclined. We always appreciate it. It makes us very happy. And we love to hear from our homies on things that you like or things that you don't like. You know, we're open to everything. Uh, So yeah, head on over to Apple Podcasts if you uh, listen to us there and please let us know how we're doing. But other than that, We will be seeing you homies next Monday. Uh, We will be sober. (laughs) And uh, we will be... (laughs) We'll be sober. (laughs) Oh, my God. Catch you later, homies. (laughs)